Hello, this is Adam Began, and I'm the host of Historically Haunted Show, where I talk about some very rare historical and haunted locations that I visited. I also interview some of the very best in the paranormal and cryptozoology field. So tune in every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Paranormal King Radio Network and prepare to be educated about the unknown. Good Friday evening, everyone. This is Adam and Historically Haunted Show on Paranormal King Radio Network coming at you live. Um, thank you out there to everybody. i got to say first and foremost for all your support, for those that share the links on Facebook. Um, I've had people sharing my show and links now for a couple weeks. Um, just random people that I'm not even friends with that share it. So I appreciate you guys out there listening. Um, I appreciate Mike Davis, George Cannon, um, of course, Ross, the Paranormal King, Terry York. Nicole Gaspard, uh, Betsy Brown-Williams, Heather Caminiti, Witchin. You guys are all so awesome with all your support. Um, and today was my mystery guest. Uh, I had a last-minute cancellation earlier this week, so I decided to get a mystery guest. Um, so let's see. Drum roll, please. All right. Welcome me. <laughs> you guys can shut it off now. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I am going to be, it's just going to be an hour talking with me, guys. Your host, Adam Began, Adam the Historian Ghost Hunter. Uh, Adam Began, B E G I N, that's me. Um, I just, I guess, I guess I've never really had a show because I've only been doing this for a short time, but I want to be able to, for you guys in chat to ask me questions and maybe I'll just talk about myself a little bit, um, get that out there, and I'll just be my own guest, so to speak. So uh, this should be a fun one. So, um, where do I begin? Well, I guess um, I don't know if any probably not, a lot of you haven't heard my my recent interviews that I've had or interviews that I've done being guests on podcasts. So I'm going to answer some questions that I normally get. Uh, great best mystery guest ever, <laughs> King. Thank you, brother. Um, yeah. Long story short, um, I'm 43 years old now. But when I was about nine years old back in 1988, uh, I saw my first apparition. My grandfather, my papa. My papa Ouellette, my, my mom's father, Raymond Ouellette, a uh, Frenchman from, from central Maine, but born in, in, in uh, Canada. He passed away. Uh, that was my beloved grandfather. We spent a lot of time together. Uh, even though I was young, we used to watch Inspector Gadget and Tom and Jerry and all that good shit. And uh, he passed away unexpectedly, had a heart attack, and he fell in a, a pile of potatoes at a local market. And that's where he was. They had to get up off the potatoes and stuff, I was told. So that night, me being a young man, nine years old, I uh, was in my room, and, and and I don't remember all of it visually, but I, I do remember most of it. He came to me. He woke me up. My... Well, I actually kind of woke up, and, and he was there. And, of course, being a young kid. What's up, UFO Fred Richards? Um, being a young kid, I, I, I just went with him. It was comforting. It was, it, was, it, was, uh, it was pretty warming. It was my papa. You know, he only been dead for a day, so I figured, well, I must have been daydreaming. I don't know what, but I went with him to the, to the fridge, and I grabbed myself some cold milk. 
nice, uh, nice little shot of milk at like one in the morning, whatever time it was. It was dark. Everyone was sleeping. And I remember he told me, you know, Papa loves you. You'll be a good boy. Um, and I'll see you again. And then I went to bed and that was it. And I, I didn't say nothing the next day. And then I remember a couple of years later, my sister, Sarah, said, said that she or my aunt said she saw my sister, who's three years younger than me, talking to the ceiling, saying, OK, Papa, I love you, too. Goodbye. Like in her sleep because she spent the night. My aunt did. And I found out. So basically, my aunt saw my sister communicate the next day or that same night that I saw my grandfather. So then, of course, I told my story a couple of years later. And then I grew up in Lisbon at the same time. I, my whole life, for the most part, uh, Lisbon, Maine, the same town, the same high school that Stephen King, the the Arthur went to. I know that's uh, that's our King's uh, Ross's favorite. So yeah, that turned me on to monsters and aliens, and of course, you know, just everything unknown at a very young age, at nine, ten, eleven years old. I'm learning about Stephen King, so that was pretty cool. My first horror movie was The Shining at eight years old, honestly, or nine years old. So a lot of it ties into back then, and I've just been writing it ever since. Fast forward through the years of, of ghost hunting myself and just spending time in graveyards, even on lunch breaks when I used to work at L.L. Bean in Maine, just different places. Um, and fast forward to 2019 when my mother passed away unexpectedly, uh, two months after my best friend passed away of cancer and a month after my last grandparent, my mom's mom passed away. So that's within three months, I lost three people in 2019, pretty close people to me, my mom being the biggest. And I had a, a car accident last year. Fast forward to 2021. I was in a car accident, head-on collision. I woke up in the emergency room, hit my, the windshield and everything, and uh, didn't break any any ribs or anything crazy, but the airbags went off. The car tipped over. I ended up in a little bit of the Scarborough Marsh, which is part of the Atlantic Ocean here in Maine. Actually, I had seaweed on my car still, the car my mom left me after she passed. It was totally demolished. I died for a little bit, and um, yeah, long story short, I came back, and uh, I remember hearing my mom tell me to get out of the car. Get out, my boy. Get out. And... Um, so, yeah, so to me, ghosts and paranormal are very real. It's something I've always loved and brought with me. But at the same time, I get the history. Uh, history is my passion, too. And, um, like, for instance, I just went to a historical site, Sanford, Maine, small little place in Maine. They're doing a history in the streets now where they do certain places that are historic, and they leave signs by it telling you what they're about. So they have the first settler uh, in Sanford. I stopped the other day, Samuel Wilson. Now, Samuel Wilson, for my historians out there listening, that's the real name of Uncle Sam. This isn't Uncle Sam. He's from New Hampshire, but that's Uncle Sam's real name was Samuel Wilson. He was born in New Hampshire. He was a meatpacker. But uh, this guy here was just a farmer, but he basically started uh, Sanford. And I went there to where his foundation of his log cabin was. There's a cemetery there and stuff. And, and that's just been thrilling to me. And that's why... Even though I was part of paranormal teams and I've literally been doing this a long time, pretty much by myself or with friends or family, I started my own my own team. And you guys can find that. I don't talk about this a lot. Like I said, I love having a radio show, but it's 99% about my guests, not about me. So it's kind of cool to talk about me. <laughs> I'm definitely not shy about that. Um, so the, the paranormal team, if you guys want to go check it out, throw me a like and a follow. That would be awesome. We're on Facebook only for now. And I do have an Instagram page that's linked, but it's historically haunted like our show but paranormal historically haunted paranormal which is why it branched off to the historically haunted show which you're listening to now i was uh ross rapazzo um the king our our, uh, our beloved king i was a guest on a show last september out of my <laughs> my rv with no power talking on the cell phone for a, an hour and right after the show he's like you gotta have your own show he told me you, you gotta have your own show so 
Uh, Historically Haunted Show, as you're listening to it, please like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Uh, Paranormal King Radio's got so many good shows. My brothers and sisters on there, Ken Torres, Nicole Gaspard, uh, Taryn Kerper, um, Brian Parsons, Dr. Brian, of course, Heather Caminiti for um, Witch and Life Guide. Thank you, King, posting the link in chat. So, uh, yeah, and then I also got my own Historically Haunted Vodcast, which started out as podcast, but believe it or not, there is a historically haunted podcast, and it's not visual. So I mine's vodcast because it's a visual podcast. So um, don't be confused with that. And that's me on Saturdays. I run that solo. I started out on a network, but kind of realized I could do it myself. Um, it just it's, it's at the same rate. So I'm doing that. So I do that on Saturdays. Historically haunted vodcast with a V. We bring on guests, and it's pretty much like this is right now, but except I have guests and it's visual, and uh, we talk and bring on little cool stuff or whatever so there's that and then i also have um two youtube channels that i started i have the historically haunted that's just it historically haunted that one's hard to find you actually have to write historically haunted chris mc for chris mckennell for it to come up because that's my most watched episode (laughs) um for youtube on that channel so about 140 subscribers there not a lot i'd love more and then my own personal journey page Adam the Historian Ghost Hunter. Ghost Hunter, two words. And that's my daily stuff. Like, for those of you that see me on Facebook or follow me, honestly, that's how I started getting known by everybody is the places that I go. Um, Me and Heather have spent all night at Lizzie Borden's house in Fall River, Massachusetts. I got that video on there. But we've also been places, you know, just looking for mermaids, looking for UFOs or Bigfoots. I've been to Betty and Barney Hill's. Um, the UFO abductees. I've been to their site and grave sites. I've been to a, a vampire's grave, the Richmond Vampire, Richmond, Virginia. I've been to where his grave's located. A couple presidents, uh, Monroe's buried in there. What's up, Ken? So, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's all about um, just getting out. And for me, it's just the knowledge of it. Of, of like, You can learn stuff on reality shows and all that shit all day long. And, and, and I guess you can watch the news and learn about the new variant or whatever the fuck it's called. I really don't care about all that stuff. I'm not trying to sound mean. I just, I don't. Life's too short to just live in fear and worry. And, and, and I just don't. So I spend my days either watching wrestling, like I'm doing now, as it's quiet. I see uh, Ross's tribal chief, Roman Reigns, is talking right now. There you go, Ross. <laughs> Ross is an AEW guy. But um, yeah, I try to concentrate on just the, the new spot, the spot that no one's been to, the spot that no one really goes to. You know, there's so many out there, there's so many. Uh, meeting houses and, and penitentiaries and jails and stuff that people have events at and that they charge a lot of money for, you, you know, 60 bucks a night or 60 bucks for a meal and a meet and greet. And then an extra hundred to actually go something with these people. Like, I don't know, man, I'm good. So um, I, I just look for the free stuff and you'd be surprised if you look in your own neck of the woods, there's so much shit in, in, in especially in new England that you can just go to that's uh, historic and or haunted. And um, I don't know, everybody's to each their own, obviously, but I get enough out of it to where it excites me. So awesome. Ken Bull's got his first question. I'm drooling on my own. I can usually talk a mile a minute, which I am doing, but about myself, I'm a little bit bashful until I get going. So I appreciate that. Ken Bull, I've been listening for a long, long time since my first show. Um, I appreciate him so much. He goes, what places do you enjoy the most? Great question, Ken. Well, right now I'm at about, 200 and about 15 for graveyards worldwide. I say worldwide, but I've only been to one in Montreal and the rest is all America. But I've been to Iowa. I've been to Gettysburg, Salem. I've been to Tennessee. 
you know, Maine, New Hampshire. So I've been to a lot of graveyards. I love cemeteries. I love graveyards because that holds the past. That that's something that you can't erase. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean, of course, tombstones can get knocked over, I guess. But what I'm trying to say is, like, you can walk into a cemetery, especially in New England, and you can find three sea captains or a senator or go to Massachusetts where there was four people that were from Plymouth off the Mayflower and maybe two that were associated with the witch trials. So you can actually go. A cemetery to me is almost like a museum is how I word it. That's how I say it, I should say. Um, yeah, it's 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 like. To every every cemetery has got a story just because it doesn't have a, a gray lady or a white lady or a banshee or a blood footstone or, or whatever it doesn't need to be a circus cemetery to be a cemetery if that makes sense with all due respect i feel like i learned so much so much thank you ken for the question by the way thank you for seeing great show i appreciate you ufo fred yeah i'm not paying to investigate either no and i've done it i i've, I've gone down to some places st albans and stuff in virginia which is they say is the most haunted place on the east coast and like say it was like like Lizzie Borden's, we pay to spend the night there, shit like that. But as far as like a group investigation where they're going to have like a pizza party and you're going to all meet at eight o'clock and have pizza and laugh. And then, oh, Brock Lesnar just drove a forklift right through the SUV. Sorry, watching wrestling. Um, I don't mind paying for that stuff. I don't mind paying to go if it's like I know I'm going to be there and it's cool. And I get the whole place myself or, or majority of it. But I'm going to go with 30 people. And four or five of them are laughing and giggling and and three or four of them are on their phone taking pictures. And the other two are, are in the corner, not believing in anything. And it's just the other one does feel sick. And this one's crying. I just it's too much for me. It's too much. I've done the group thing with five people tops, dude. I don't know, man. You start going in and it's like you start. Yeah, it's distracting. Right, Fred? Then you get some evidence and you're like, oh, I got something. And he's like, oh, that was me. I coughed in room five. Oh, fuck. So, all right, I'll go back and erase that. So I'm good, man. It's too much. And, and, and I mean, like me and Heather were saying the other day, not talking about this people, but like the paranormal field, dude, it's getting watered down. I don't know. That's why she's sticking to her witch stuff. I'm sticking to the history. And we're trying to not stay away from the paranormal, but that's such a small part of what we do as much as I love that part because I'm just not in it for the glitz and glamour and the fucking writing and shaking when you're writing and everything's demonic and i just it's just too much for me it's and then you like these parafests and all this stuff it's great but then you just you meet all these people that i don't know man it just seems too much for me i just want to go to a cool place and i want to treat it with respect and i want to learn the history and i want to teach others about it you know like ross said every time every time i do a post it's like a history lesson because i tell you the if you look at my post as a rhyme and rhythm to uh, to my madness in my post, I put always the year, the year that the thing was made, born, whatever, the year first, the place, and then I put like in parentheses after it, where it is, what town and what state. Then I put a little like a little quotation star about what it's known for, what happened there that's popular, famous, whatever. And on the bottom uh, of, of my post on Facebook, I put the year that I was there and a hashtag of whatever, I'm a historian ghost hunter, because it's just easier. I don't want to have messages or questions after going, what was that there? What, what was that? What year is that? Where's that from? And what town is that? It's too much. By the time you read my post and then you look at my comments and you go, wow, 15 comments because all the comments are my pictures, other pictures. I don't like to group picture post. I guess it makes sense. I like to add my pictures in the comments, if that makes sense. So it's almost like a story for every post. So I don't have 900 pictures of one place. You know what I mean? So... 
but it's it's fun. It is, you know what I mean? Like we I take joy in it. Like, I mean, especially in New England, like the other day, I said you can't even drive around without running into a meeting house or a cemetery or an abandoned building or a waterfall or an ocean view. There's so much. I got to ask you the day, uh, would you ever leave New England or would you ever permanently leave? I said, I don't know. Honestly, I'd like to die in Salem. I always said I wanted to be buried in Salem because I just love, you know, the history part of that. So, but no, that's, uh, yeah, I appreciate you, Ken Bull. And you too, Fred. I, you Fred, uh, UFO Fred's a great dude. He lives in Maine uh, for right now. And uh, he's been to the Warren Con in a bunch of places too. And he's he's more into the UFO stuff. I've actually had him as a guest, and I'm sure I will again. Um, but Fred's good people. And of course, the UFO. Fred, you must be excited about the uh, the UFO festival happening in Exeter, New Hampshire this year. That's going to be killer. I was just in Exeter the other day, and uh, that's exciting. So that's going to be great because they've been closed or not closed, but they've been off the last couple of years because of Corona. For those of you that don't know, Exeter, New Hampshire, Betty and Barney got abducted by um, like Franconia Notch up by like, like Laconia or not Laconia. Um, oh, I can't. I think of it. It's where G, G. Allen's buried. I mean, usually know off the top of my head. I can't think right now. Huh? Oh. Um, anyway, so oops. Sorry, guys. Drop something. But um, I forgot what I was saying totally. Awesome. Um, oh, yeah, Exeter, New Hampshire. So anyway, yes. So UFO Festival. Um, a long time ago, actually, it was like, not a long time ago, but like 19, the early 80s, I believe, late 70s, um, this young boy was walking through the town by Exeter, by and uh, UFO came, and the Exeter police showed up. So now they have a thing every year about it and stuff, which is pretty cool. But anyway, King, they say the Bridgewater Triangle has more deaths than Gettysburg. Um, that's well, yeah, the Gettys, uh, the Bridgewater Triangle in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. It's half of it. Well, I'm sorry, but the end of it, if you look, it's a big, big forest. It goes through Freetown, it goes through Bridgewater, it goes through um, Fall River, where Lizzie Borden's from, and it just stretches all through. And it's been known for years for, yeah, that's, I've, I've gone through it, not spent time in it, which is definitely a bucket list, but, um, but yeah, I've gone through it and they say there's like everything from a, a red truck, like a semi truck that's got a ghost driver that scares people off a road. 60s. You're right, Fred. You're right. That right. That was, and what was it? I usually have this stuff. Sorry guys. I'm not prepared. I'm trying, I'm a little flustered because I've never really gone on by myself and there's a lot going on right now, but, um, Yes, that's right. That was a 60s Fred. That was, I have the information. I'm, let me look it up real quick because I got my phone. But uh, yeah, UFOs got, or in Maine in general, or New, I should say New England in general, has got a lot, lot, lot of UFOs. You're right. 1965 Fred. That was decided by uh, in the field in Kensington, New Hampshire, which is right on the border of Exeter. Thank you, Adam, for looking that up. Um, that was an 18-year-old Norman Musarlio. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but he was hitchhiking on the road towards Exeter. He spotted lights at about 1 in the morning, so he flagged down some Exeter police. The two police came back. One of the police was a former um, military officer, and uh, he documented it, too, and said, yeah, there was something there. And I actually stopped in the field with Heather. I got out of the car myself, took some pictures of the field and stuff where it was seen on the very road. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. The Air Force Air Force confirmed it on radar. That's true. They did. 
Yeah, they did. And I believe if, if you remember, it was a bed in Barney Hill in New Hampshire. That night they saw it a couple hours prior. There's a tower in the mountains of Vermont where they spotted a UFO like four or five hours before Betty and Barney Hill did or something like that. I think I remember hearing about that, too. King Philip's War. Yeah, that's a lot that went down. And uh, in, in, uh, I believe there's a rock where one of the men from King Philip surrendered or died. And it's haunted. Big shout out, even though they don't sponsor me, because I want to shout out to them so they will sponsor me. <laughs> uh, I'm a big, big fan follower of Atlas, A-T-L-A-S, Obscura, O-B-S-C-U-R-A. It's two words. They get their own webpage. It's free to be a member. It literally costs nothing. All you do is sign your name in. And you can keep track. And I'm not just talking every state, but every country. There's places you can go to Montreal, Canada, Chile, wherever. And it tells you places that are historic, haunted, or just offbeat attractions. And there's a great paranormal. Yes, it is a great website. A lot of it is. It's not all for paranormal, but I'd say because there, there is some movie sites. There is some, you know, nice things. But a lot of it is paranormal. A lot of it is to do with aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot type stuff. So, yeah, shout out to Alice Obscure. That's where I find a lot of my stuff, honestly. Um, it's where I research so, so much of the places that I attend and visit. Uh, just this past week, I've been, I've been kind of hanging out with a buddy in New Hampshire. And... Um, he lives in Rochester, which is kind of by Durham, New Hampshire, and Dover, and Durham, New Hampshire. The uh, I should say, I'm sorry, Dover, New Hampshire. I stopped at the John Parker Hale House, which is originally the John Williams House, who was the captain of industry. Um, he built this house, uh, John Williams, the captain of industry, in 1813, but John Parker Hall took it over in 1840. Now, John Parker Hall was a senator and congressman. Now check this out. He ran four years as a senator, as a Republican, and four years as a Democrat. And he is the first politician to openly want to abolish slavery. He was Abraham Lincoln's right-hand man. I found that out. You can look it up. Actually, if you look on my page, it's on there, which I'm sure not all of you are my friends. But um, And he died. He lived in this house uh, until 1840. He actually passed away in the house. So um, that was pretty cool. It was right on the side of the road. It wasn't open, but I got to go to the outside. There's a little placard there. It's right by the Woodman Museum in New Hampshire. So you should check that out because there's a bunch of little buildings there. Part of almost like a, like a strawberry bank would be like a little uh, collection of it. Mike Davis, what's up, my friend? Find a grave. Yes, find a grave. Abel Blood, the Blood Cemetery. That, yes, uh, real quick. I'm sorry. I'll get right to you back to you, Mike Davis. But UFO Fred, Abel Blood, that's the Blood Cemetery in Nashua, New Hampshire. That one's haunted, too. I got to get there. I'm pretty sure that's the same one. But, yes, if that's the one you're talking about, Abel Blood is that Blood Cemetery. Um, and find a grave I'm a member of. Uh, I've been to a lot of them. I try to get as many. I've been to Rudy Valley's grave, the old uh, saxophone player. He's buried in Westbrook, Maine. <clears throat> but Mike Davis, do you collect EVPs? Um, I do, Mike. I actually have an EVP uh, um, recorder. And honestly, like I was mentioned earlier about just my mom's passing and stuff, I've lived in like four or five different places since. So I, it's probably in my stuff. I haven't used it in a while. But I did have it, and I uploaded it when I stayed at Lizzie Borden's house, and I had a couple of good things, like when I was in the living room with Heather in one of the parlors at Lizzie's, the parlor that she got asked, or actually she got told that she was um, the accomplice for murder and fainted in the Lizzie Borden house. In that parlor, me and Heather asked, I, well, I asked, I said, Lizzie, are, you know, or whoever's here, are you sick of people coming here and asking questions about this murder every day? And about three seconds later, you can uh, ask Witchin, ask Heather, who just joined us um, a big bang to where it shook the windows, the chandelier, the glass, the walls. Like it sounded like the fist of God hit the house. It was pretty wild. 
So, so I do, I do. Um, I mean, I, I, I love to click the evidence so I can have it later, and obviously to, to kind of show people. But at the same time, I don't need to prove shit to one. I, I know what I know, and I know what I see, and I love just sitting there and just using my eyes and ears without it. But if I do use an object, it's definitely will be um, a phone to take pictures and record, or just an EVP recorder. So a lot of times I just use my phone to record, and I'll go through after even, you know. But uh, but yeah, as you know me, I'm not really one. I'm not really a big guy on tools. I know some people love to have all their little trinkets and shit, and it's just really not. I'm kind of very 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 uh, low brow. I'm very much uh, an Ed Warren. I'm very much a, just a recorder, a camera, and my voice and my ears. So, and it worked for them. You know what I mean. So, like I said, to each their own. But um, yeah, Ross's mom. Uh, shout out real quick to our boss, Ross. Rapazzo's been kind of just going through a lot. He got his mom home today. His mom has been in the hospital for a couple months and she's doing a lot better. Just getting home already, being around her son and eating um, is better. So shout out to Ross in Canada and his family, the King, as you guys know, him, the paranormal King. He's a great, great dude. And uh, he's been nothing but great to, to Heather and I with the radio show and, and the paranormal King radio network. So much love to him. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> trying to think who i have as a guest tomorrow on oh i got the cryptid paranormal show um ray and dina will be my guests on the vodcast tomorrow the visual podcast on facebook historically haunted so that'll be cool to get that done also um for new hampshire the other place i stopped at was let me see real quick i stopped the other day at the Alton bay um transport it's an old railroad depot it used to be, it's right next to Lake Winnipesaukee, and it used to have a steamboat on the lake. But now the lake during between January and March is a airport run strip, and it's the only FAA approved airport run strip on an ice on water in North America, pretty much. Um, so that was pretty cool. That was an Alice Obscura find. wasn't haunted. It wasn't really historic because it started in 2003, I think. But it was pretty cool, and getting to see the old train station next to the um, the airport landing strip, which was really cool. That's still there, and it's it got the green placard sign. New Hampshire's full of green placard signs and memorial signs. Everywhere you look, there's the first of something, or I mean, everything is based on presidents there between the towns and mountains. You know, voting happens there every year. So New Hampshire's very historic, just as much as Maine. So yeah, you guys can find uh, most of my if you don't follow me on Facebook, you don't have a Facebook yourself, you can't find me. Adam the Historian Ghost Hunter, all capital letters, all separate words, Ghost Hunter, two words, and that's on YouTube. And I try to upload at least one or two videos a day. Sometimes I load four a day and then none the next day. My average is probably, I'd say, one or two a day. But I got some good ones on there. Not a lot of, uh, of content yet, but I'm working on it. It does take time. But, I mean, there's a lot of places. If you guys want to ask me, um, I'm good at answering questions. I'm good at, at the knowledge stuff. But as far as just freestyling here... Um, I don't, I'm trying to think of what else we can talk about. We did go to, oh, okay. Actually, this is a hist, uh, very interesting place. Heather and I, Witchin, as you guys know from Witchin Life Guide Show every other Thursday on Paranormal King, we went to um, New Hampshire the other day. Uh, why did we go there now that I think about it? I'm trying to remember why we went there. I don't know why, but we did. It must have just went for a ride or something. But we ended up going coming across this african-american burial ground now check this out this is pretty wild this african-american uh, burial ground is so so new hampshire had slaves it wasn't just all you know south america it was pretty much all of america um 
actually most of the world had slaves, but as early as 1700s, it actually says the first black man showed up in New Hampshire in like 1664, the sign said. So they had this burying ground for the slaves and stuff, and they buried them there. There's going to be a couple hundred or so. And they ended up over the years, forgot about it, I guess, so to speak, because uh, it happened as early as 1803 and it stopped before the, uh, before the 1900s. So they started building houses. They paved the street over it and all that stuff. So a couple of years back, fast forward to like 2000, I want to say six. Some of these dates aren't exactly right, but it's early. They were going to go do some 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 more uh, building on there. So they did some sonar, some digging, and they dug up 13 coffins with decomposed bodies in it from African-American men and women and children. And so then they did like a, like a sonar x-ray of the land and found hundreds of coffins underneath the streets and houses that they built on. So now they have a nice little like a statue memorial, you know, they, they definitely try, they, they're trying to make do and make good, I guess, make peace with them. But don't tell me there's not some aggravated, aggravated souls there. That's a very um, sketchy area. I don't know if I'd want to live in one of those apartments or houses by there. Uh, that's pretty, 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 uh, pretty sketchy to say the least. Me and Heather paid our respects, took a bunch of pictures, took a small video, actually went live, but um, boy, oh boy, that's quite a, travesty really i mean you think about it to be buried underneath the ground like that so uh, of course new, uh, you know america and the union states were the ones to abolish slavery so new hampshire was one of the first ones to but they didn't i don't know they didn't cover up the band-aid too good they kind of just over there this this ugly little uh blemish they kind of just uh paved over it so they're making up for it now which is good there's a memorial there and it's uh the african-american burying ground in portsmouth new hampshire you can check it out. There's a dedication to it. And it's got a big, almost like a little parkway. And all the buildings around it have signs on it about what happened in a certain year and, and certain stuff, which I love. To me, it's almost like a little scavenger hunt when you go to these historical places or these places that have like museum in the streets. Or if you go to like a historical district, you see little placards and signs by houses. You go to Salem. And uh, I always tell Heather, I mean, you try to spot out the oldest house because every house has got a thing. 1812, 1737, 1685. They all have placards of the year. Most of them say Captain Lewis house or, you know, the old parsonage. They have, you know, signs of what they were or the year they were. And to me, that's killer. That's what I'd like to get more involved in. Me and Heather were members of the historical New England. Kind of didn't really pursue it with Corona. But I'd like to get back into it and, uh, and really check out and preserve some history here on the East Coast and America in general. The first year we joined, we went to the Sarah Orne Jewett House. Have you guys ever heard of Sarah? O-R-N-E. Sarah Orne Jewett, South Berwick, Maine. She is, believe it or not, the world's first published female author that didn't write romance novels. She wrote, I think it's From the Pines or From the Fur or something. It's about pine trees in Maine. I forget now. I should know that. But, um, but yeah, she, she, her mother and her passed away in the house and her initials, she carved in her window. Me and Heather had a tour, uh, pretty wild old house. And that's still on there. And that's part of historic New England. They own a bunch of houses. And if you're a member, you can go and tour these for either free or really, really no cost. And it's such a great foundation. Anybody that preserves history, like we're saying earlier about the ghost hunts, why spend $150, $300 on a ghost hunt? I mean, if you think that's fine. But donate it to a historical historical place, and then you might get a free tour or something and preserve history. But everybody's got their priorities. I get it. I just love that some people are waking up to the historical side, and I get a lot of people telling me they appreciate 
the historical facts that I bring to the table. And I'm always willing to learn. I love when people message me or show me something and go, hey, you know about this? Because there's no way in hell I know everything historic. Come on, guys. But to learn something new about something in North Carolina or maybe something around King's Neck of the Woods in Canada. I mean, Nicole always talks about California. So it's always good to know. I know a lot about Maine and New England. But even then, I'm still learning shit every day. <laughs> you know, just the other day, I went to, to uh, Smith Chapel in Durham, New Hampshire. And it was dedicated to Hamilton Smith, who was a big a millionaire in, in Durham, New Hampshire. And, and he owned like 60 acres or some shit like that. And this chapel was built by his wife. After he died, his, his wife built this stone chapel, very small chapel. And they're both buried next to it. And their five dogs are buried out back. I went live. I walked around it never been there and i didn't even know about the dog cemetery that was pretty neat so that was another bucket list thing that i knocked off that i didn't even know was a bucket list thing <laughs> it was just cool to see it you know um you're looking to expand the team well that's funny ross not really i mean basically it's me and heather honestly it, it really just is and i think we we have fun that way we don't mind doing trips with other people but it, it gets messy people start getting uh, you know, people start saying, well, geez, I want this. And they want to run it their own way. Then people get upset about equipment. And then some people think, well, I think this is better. Then it's tough. It's As you know, being on a sports team or like with me being in a, in a band, a metal band, and with four of the members, it's hard. You, these people that you do stuff with, you're supposed to be on the same page and people just disagree or go off with things. And it's hard to all get on the same page with something. So it's tough with a team. I have been on a team. I've been on a taunted crew. I did that for a little bit. But that grew to like eight or nine people, and it was just too much for me. You know, if I did have a team, I would like a solid foundation. I would like people that serve their purpose, I guess, so to speak. I'd like to have that one guy that's really good at tech, because I'm just not a tech guy. I'd like that one guy that's good at maybe the Facebook page or setting up cameras on the hunt or whatever like that. You know what I mean? Um, maybe another girl, someone to tag along with Heather. So Heather could have uh, like, a, like a, a spirit friend, a psychic friend on the team or something like that. So honestly, like maybe another two or three people would be okay. I'd be open to it, but I'm not actively looking for it. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough to get like-minded people and stuff like that. So, and I'm not trying to sound cocky or arrogant. It's just if you're gonna do things, you might as well have fun. Why do it just to do it? Look at Boogs bench pressing this guy. I'm sorry, I'm watching wrestling. Like I said, I know Ross likes it. So, Boogs, dude, you just bench pressed a human being like five times, Ross. So, thank you so much. Would rather work with other teams. Thank you so much. Would rather work with other teams. Uh, what, yeah, um, I wouldn't mind. I'd be open to it. I don't mind. I don't mind um, learning stuff and bouncing ideas. I don't. Um, skeptics are cool too, as long as they're not like arrogant skeptics. I don't want someone that just thinks everything's BS. Like, oh, that, that orb's not that, and that noise wasn't that. Just, I don't need that shit. You know what I mean? That's why it's like, it is kind of cool. Just me and Heather, like when me and Heather have done a couple group hunts. Usually we and her just kind of walk off on our own. Um, you know, even when I did St. Albans with Reverend Jay, we went to our own, we went to the morgue, just us two. I feel like you can get more in there. I feel like when you get seven, eight people around a cat ball or a dancing beam thing, and you got seven, eight people laughing and some are talking and some are listening and five are taking pictures. And if I'm a spirit, I'm not a carnival act. You know what I mean? Like a lot of spirits are smart. And they realize when they're getting used, I think. And I, I don't think it's going to happen. Like I always say, uh, as far as I'm concerned, nine out of 10 and possibly 10 out of 10 times that people see ghosts, they're not looking for ghosts. 
they're having a sandwich, they're sleeping in bed, and they're getting up to go pee or, or whatever. Same thing with UFOs or Bigfoots. Nine times out of ten, when you're going hunting for a Bigfoot, you're not going to find it. I mean, I've had to say ten out of ten times. I watch these Finding Monster shows where they always see these orbs or mists, and they go, oh, they come back with a big black thing. Come back, we'll see what happened. Just like fucking, what's that show that they're always digging on the uh, uh, Curse of Skull Island? You know, is it, did they find a treasure next season? Yeah, fucking 12 seasons later, they're still digging. So, I'm going to have subject there for a minute. But what I'm saying is basically it's like either is it there or not. And to me, it's a lot of times it's better if you just just do. Just just go and just do your thing. And they'll make it known if they want it to be make it known, you know. That's why I just focus on the history part of it because history is just, I don't know, I love it. There's so much to learn about things. And the ghosts are just a bonus part now at this point. Uh, let's see. Witchin. Hello, Witchin. Hello, pretty lady. I like to be alone or with one other person tops to feel things out. One other person tops to feel It is hard to cross energy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's another thing, too. If you have someone in there, like, maybe is a little mentally off or unstable at that point, maybe possibly on drugs or alcohol, or just sad or depressed, even, that can alter things. And if you're sensitive, I know, I know Witchin, I know Heather is a, is a, She's got some abilities, some mediumship abilities, and she's a sensitive and an empath. Um, I am as well. And I know that there are energy vampires out there, and that can happen even during hunts. You know what I mean? Like, that can happen even, you know, like, uh, there's always that one that just wants to be there for the Instagram posts or the, or the TikTok videos. And then there's that one that wants to be there just because it's the place to be. And the one that wants to be there because they never tried it. And like I say, that's great. I'm not knocking everybody. I just don't want to be a part of that. Like, I just, like Fred said earlier, I don't want to pay to investigate. I just want to go to a place like, you know, I don't expect to be paid to investigate either at the same time. But uh, Mike Davis, okay, thank you. I get back to Mike's question. Mike's a big time follower. He follows all the shows here. Appreciate you, Mike. Appreciate you very much. Do you think spirits will stay underwater? You know what's funny? I do believe in mermaids. I do believe in underwater creatures. I do believe in like Poseidon and all that type of stuff. But aside from that mystical stuff, I also do believe spirits can be underwater. I mean, I always thought it was intriguing in, like, Lord of the Rings when the spirits are underwater. Remember, they walk by, like, the bog of death, and they try to grab them. And what that reminds me of is, is we're going to go back to this because this is my thing. I'm a Mainer. I'm a, you know, New England boy, and I'm a historian. There's a place in Maine. <laughs> it's called Bucksport. Uh, Bucksport. I'm going to go off on a couple things here because Bucksport's really cool. And I know Freddie can back me up on this. Uh, Bucksport, Colonel Buck, I think it was Colonel James Buck, but I'm not sure his first name. I should know that. I have written down somewhere. Um, he founded the town of Bucksport, Maine. It's off the coast, a little up, uh, up by Bangor a little bit. And, um, long story short, supposedly, uh, he got a girl pregnant while he was married and he declared her a witch. So, you know, she wouldn't basically tell on him. So I guess a couple stories go that she was hung. And she said she'd dance on his grave for his lies. And then there was one where, like, she had the baby. And I forget how that one goes, the sun. But then there's another one where she got burned alive and her foot rolled out of the fire. Long story short, his grave is there. And it's got what looks like a footprint on it. It looks like a long black leg with, like, a black foot. of like, And it's on his tomb. And they've washed it and removed it and everything. And it keeps coming back. And that's in Bucksport, Maine. I still haven't gone there. That's like my number one bucket list besides Wood Island for Maine. But I got to get there so bad. But um, 
yeah, look up Colonel Buck's grave, Bucksport, Maine. And if you guys get a chance on Google later or whatever, it's pretty, pretty rad. Um, but this long story short, too, there's also the grave of Sarah Ware. She was murdered um, by this lake. This lake, I guess, was a graveyard. And some people dug by it, some construction company, and hit a spring to the point to where the graveyard became engulfed in water. So they had to move the stones out of the graveyard, but not the bodies. So now it's like a pond in Bucksport and there's like literally bodies on the bottom of it underneath the water and shit like that. And Sarah Ware was, mur was murdered by that, got her head cut off. Bucksport's got a lot of crazy shit. But that lake, I don't think anybody died in it. But some, maybe someone has drowned or got whatever, you know, mafia style got dropped in it. Witchin, thank you for the picture. Look at that, Buck's doom. You see that black foot coming down? Great shot, Witchin. Um, so yeah, so no one died in that lake, but there is bodies. So I can't imagine rowing a boat and feeling like an arm come up, but people have seen ghosts. People have seen people coming up out of the water. There's a place in Maine, Acton, Maine, A-C-T-O-N called Loon, L-O-O-N, like the bird Loon Pond. There's a three-legged ghost dog that's seen coming out of the water and walk around the shore. I've been there. I haven't seen the ghost dog, but I've been there. Loon Pond. Yeah. Uh, pretty wild shit. Um, Okay, great picture uh, by which and there's Bucks too. If you guys in chat can see it, it almost looks like a Christmas sock that you would hang, but in a way, but it's pointing. Uh, very cool. What are you guys talking about Fortnite? Someone keeps writing shit. I can't see it. It keeps going down, especially when I'm on. Um, no doubt, for, especially ones that have been on TV. Many people die in water. Fort Knox. Fort Knox King. Or I'm sorry, King Friend. Well, Fort Knox, why? Uh, I'm trying to think why that came up. Fort Knox. Well, Fort Knox is killer. That's another spot in Maine. There's a Fort Knox where all the gold is kept in America. That's on like Kentucky, I think. But there's a Fort Knox, Maine named after uh, Henry Knox, uh, General Knox. And I've been there a couple times too. And that's pretty haunted. It wasn't really used in battle right, from what I hear though, which is kind of weird. But um, yeah, that place is great. Ghost Hunters have been there and shit too. So that place is pretty haunted. That's very old. That's quite the ride up there too through Maine, like the Titanic deaths. Yeah, Mike Davis, right? Titanic deaths, yeah. Oh, Heather's infatuated with the Titanic. She loves it. We need to go to the museum, check it out. <clears throat> King, Ross Rapazzo with another great question. My brother, I love you, dude. You're awesome. You're so good to me. Um, will you use the Ouija board? Uh, shoot. Long story short, I owned a couple and I've gotten rid of them since. I had a couple like off-market ones or like name brand. Like one was like Supernatural, like the show or whatever. I think I had a another one of like stranger things or something but i got rid of them i don't actually own one and i would like to again possibly uh, i don't mind owning them but using them i that's tough when i was a kid me and my mother used one and we were talking to a spirit and i remember we were talking to it and i was asking any questions and i was saying something about buck's grave is fort knox no buck's grave is that in bucksport fred colonel buck is in bucksport his tomb is right in the entrance of the town Come on, Fred Richards. Stick to UFOs. <laughs> I'm giving you shit, Fred. Have another coffee. But um, what, shit, what was I saying before, Fred? Your mother. Oh, yeah. So uh, me and my mom used the Ouija board. And uh, we we're talking to a spirit. And I was asking questions about life and asking if it like food or something like that. And it said yes. So I asked it if, if uh, he was overweight, you know, fat spirit or whatever. And it said yes. And I, I laughed. And then it went to F-U-C-K-Y-O. And then we stopped. And it was like, wow, this is going to say fuck you to me. And there's no way my mom did it. And I know I didn't do it. And it was us too. I'll never forget that. It was a trailer in Lisbon. So we stopped using it. And I never used one since. But yeah, I, I kind of laughed at the ghost for saying it was overweight. And I 
said fuck you to me so i was like okay that's the last time um that freaked me out i must have been like 13 14 to see a little punk now i'm just an old punk um They will clean the spot away. It just comes back. Witchin says Heather Kimaniti says Witchin uh, Witchin Life Guide show. Yes, they do. They they have they've wiped that that black spot clean that shoe spot um, with different cleaners and stuff. And I believe they were even put a new stone in once. I'm not sure on that, but I know they've cleaned it. And they just leave it. Sabbath Day Lake in New Gloucester has an odd feel. Yes, Sabbath Day Lake. Um, Fred, I used to swim in there as a kid. Right at the entrance of Sabbath Day Lake is a place me and Heather call the best pizza in the world. Link's Pizza, Link's Variety, L-I-N-K-S, Link's Variety Gas Station Pizza. Probably the best pizza you've ever had. We literally drove like an, almost an hour just to get a pizza once there because we want it for supper. Is that good? It's that good. Um, but down that road goes to um, Sabbath Day Lake. And, of course, Sabbath Day Lake, on the other side of Sabbath Day Lake, it's the home of the Shakers. It's the last remaining Shaker community. Shakers are like Quakers, are like Amish people. Shakers don't believe in re, in having kids and responding so, or uh, reproducing. Re, uh, so there's the the Shaker Village, which is going to the Shaker Cemetery. I've been there. They get the whole the Shaker Meeting House, and then they get the Shaker Store where you can buy their goods. They have apple trees. They cook breads and all that stuff. And the Shaker Village, yeah, I believe that's the last Shaker Village in America. There's only like 30 or 40 members left in the world or something like that. It's very, very – it's dying out. So – um. Yeah, Shakers. They're, they're right by Sabbath Day Lake. And, of course, the Shaker Village um, is on the other side. That's in New Gloucester as well, right on the New Gloucester-Poland Spring Line. That's on Route 26 where the hitchhiking bride is, the girl in white. They say she's a bride, but I don't believe she's a bride. I think she's just a girl in a white dress. A lot of people think it's a girl named Mary who's buried at a, there's a gas station. I'm sorry. There's a golf course in Poland Spring, Summit, Summit Valley or Summit Hill golf course and in the middle of the golf course which they say is haunted as well believe it or not is a cemetery and this mary is buried there and they say that it's her ghost that her husband killed her which is actually true um this girl named mary her husband killed her and uh they say that she hitchhiked my mom told me she saw her back in the 70s and she goes that i wasn't on, on acid or smoking weed either because my mom's a partier she used to be god bless her god rest soul but she said she went by with her friend doris one time i remember that her telling me as you could tell you know where i get my stories from her and uh they saw a lady in white who looked out of it walking with hitchhiking they went down the road another mile turned back to go check it out because they heard of the lore and she was gone this is broad daylight supposedly she's seen during the day and night last time she was seen i believe was 2012 but yeah if you look up the lady in white poland spring hitchhiking lady in white that's online too and also on Route 26 is the Poland Spring Inn. You guys know what Poland Spring is. Poland Springs water. The acclaimed spring water. I mean, that's the official water of WWE, I believe. They're always drinking it. The wrestlers and stuff. Hiram Ricker haunts that still. Uh, wow, see how things spiral and just snowball and keep going? Poland Spring Inn was an inn since like the 1700s. And it became Poland Spring Inn in like the 1800s. Sonny Liston, the boxer, stayed there when he fought Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay back then in Lewiston for the Phantom Punch. Lewiston, Maine, is where the fight got moved to because of death threats to Muhammad Ali, the boxer. Uh, Sonny Liston, his opponent who lost, stayed at the Poland Spring Inn, which is from 1911, is the resort he stayed in. That's haunted by Hiram Ricker, who's Poland Spring's founder. And uh, he's seen on in the gazebo. He's seen in the the uh, the inn. I've gone in the inn a couple, well, once, actually. I kind of snuck in. The girl gave me a little, small little, let me walk around the 
the bottom part there. But uh, I've gone a bunch of times. There's an All Souls Chapel there. It's like a little stone church. And then there's the main state house on the property of Poland Spring Resort. And this is a story in itself. This is an 1892 building, right? It's like an octagon, three-story building, all open ceiling when you walk in. And it's got ties to H.H. Holmes, oddly enough, America's first serial killer. A lot of people think that he was Jack the Ripper. This building was made out of main materials, granite, rock, wood, all that stuff. Shipped on train to the Chicago World's Fair in the late 1800s. Was it 1898? Chicago World's Fair is where H.H. Holmes had his murder castle in Chicago, where he did his murder spree. This was there, and Hiram Ricker, the owner, founder of Poland Spring, who, who owned this, who haunts it, was there, bought this. While he's from Maine, bought this from Maine at the World's Fair, had it shipped back to Maine and set up, and that's no shit. I've had a tour of it, and there's an H.H. Holmes thing inside of it, and it talks about it. So that's why I'm saying when people say, I tell you, man, I, I literally can go out tomorrow and get you four or five historic places, and probably one or two that I even haven't been to. That's what I love. That's what gets me off. I mean, binge watching shit's cool, but I love all that stuff. Uh, King says, is it is doing a solo show harder than you thought? <laughs> at first it was. At first I was a little nervous. There wasn't a lot of questions. A lot of people weren't in chat. And I kind of thought I'd drop the ball. But now that I've smoked half a joint and I have a beer in me, I'm, I'm doing okay. <laughs> what do you guys think? Is it all right? No one's logged off yet. So I, I love more questions. Tell me how I'm doing. You know, pat me on the back, guys. Let me know because I don't, I just want to make sure that you guys like what I'm saying. Because I can touch base on a lot of different shit if you guys want. Um, she is still with you, my brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, I feel like mom's with you. I feel like actually Heather talks to mom more than I do. It seems like she visits Heather a lot in dreams and talks to Heather, which is cool. Um, let's see. He trained there as well. Fred says trained. He trained. I'm trying to think what Fred's talking about. Trained there. Maybe you're talking about. Are you talking about Colonel Buck? Maybe. Sonny oh, Sonny Liston. You're right. Thank you, Heather. Uh, I got what you next to me. Yes, Sonny Liston. He did train there, and it's funny. Um, they had a doctor whose name they called him Doc, and that was my mom's great uncle. Turgeon, Doc Turgeon, French last name. So he was uh, the the the, uh, the physician in attendance during the fight or whatever like that. But yeah, the Poland Spring Inn, man. It's the presidential inn, the main state house, or the main house, I should say, and the Roosevelt house. Then there's a bunch of little apartments up and down, not apartments, but hotels up and down the road that are associated with the Poland Spring Resort. But that's actually on the Poland Spring Resort with the golf courses, all that stuff. Plus the four separate houses named after Hiram's kids, his sons. The innkeeper's house, which I believe was Hiram's, was like a big mansion. And then, of course, All Souls Chapel and um, the gazebo and all that stuff. And, of course, the main state house. And then if you go down out back in Poland Spring, they have the original tap source from 1893, I believe it is. I, I might be off on these dates, but I'm pretty close. I'm not looking at something. I can't memorize every fucking date to the T. But I know mid to late 1800s when they found the first water source and it's in this shrine i've been with heather and i got a couple pictures and it's still bubbling man they don't use it obviously but it's still bubbling a little spring water out of the ground now of course they tap sources out of lakes and shit all through uh witchin with a great picture of hiram ricker great picture lewiston maine Paul, look at him look at those fucking mutton chops dude if you guys in chat can see that look at the size of the mutton chops this is like my beard but it's around the side of his head Except for where his chin is, where my beer would be, where your goatee is, it's open. It's nothing at all, and it's just, that's old school. There's a picture of him, and when I did the tour of the main state house that's there, it's actually the main golf hall of fame, too, now, is inside there. 
Um, they had the Hiram Ricker room, and I asked the girl if I could go in there. She goes, no one can. And I said, well, I'm a ghost hunter. She goes, well, you can look real quick. I was with Chris Sanders at the time. And uh, she let me go in there. And he didn't go in for some reason, but I, I went in, and there's a, a, a dress of his wife is in there, some of his personal belongings, and it was really, really neat. Because um, he also, his descendants of his family are still around here, Ricker, Ricker Arch, uh, Orchards. They actually make their own um, apple cider, hard cider and stuff. There, That's part of his family, the Ricker family. Ken Bull uh, with another great question. I can always count on Ken. You're a good man, Ken. Uh, what is the best part of Salem? Oh, Ken. All right. We need another hour, King. This went by quick. The best part of Salem. Oh, it actually did. It's 8.50. Holy cow. Um, the best part of Salem is everything. Um, honestly, the best part of Salem to me is Danvers. Danvers is Salem Village and then gets switched to Danvers. But that's where the Rebecca Nurse Homestead is. Uh, she's buried out back along with um, the only actual known witch's grave, George O'Connor. Or is it? I forget now his name. Shoot. But he's got a tomb out back. Rebecca Nurse doesn't actually have a, a tombstone. None of the, uh, the witches that were killed do. None of the 20 do. And I believe there's another four or five in jail that died that they don't have headstones either. But this one does. And he's buried in the Rebecca Nurse uh, Homestead Cemetery out back. She's buried there too, supposedly. Her son cut her free from the noose and, and brought her back home and buried her. I they just don't know exactly young. where. And, of course, the parsonage where Ground Zero for the Salem went down, where Tatuba, the black witch, uh, was, was the slave, was the house slave. The parsonage, um, that's all right there, uh, right in, in Danvers, uh, the, the first church, everything. But Salem itself, man, I tell you what, when me and Heather see that Salem sign, <laughs> we light right up. When you see the, this, the whole lore of the witch stuff, everything's witch stuff, which, you know, I'm, of course you're beating a dead horse, but it's still great. But also the big part about Salem is it's also a Revolutionary War soldier platform. A lot, a lot, a lot of Revolutionary soldiers were there. Civil War was there. Also, too, it's also known for its pirates. There's a pirate museum there. Um, thank you, Ken. Great show. Thank you, Ken. You're the man. Heather with a picture of the Rebecca Nurse Homestead. 16, shoot. 1686, I think. 1678. Thank you, my love. Yes, that's right. Very old salt box, a double-story house with a big, big property. I mean, you got to walk about a, you got to walk about 300 feet just to get to the house from the parking lot, honestly. But Salem's great. I recommend anybody. It literally, if you're a paranormal, paranormal investigator, if you like heavy metal music, you like horror movies, you like witches, pirates, you like history. <laughs> if you like anything, Salem is it. Some people don't like it. They go, well, it's kind of a kind of a diss towards the witches, and you're kind of making money off them. Well, yes and no. But here's the thing: if you didn't have all that stuff, Salem would just be another one horse town. Nothing against it. There's really, it's not like it sticks out besides that. So I think you're doing them a service by going and remember you go to the witch memorial by america's second oldest burial ground salem burial ground there's people from the mayflower there there's people from the witch trials there the judge hawthorne was there um and right next to it is the witch memorial and it shows you all the witch plaques of course witches couldn't be buried on holy land and so none of the girls and guys were buried there but then you got the josh ward house which before that was the jonathan corwin house was the was the um uh, the the sheriff's house, Sheriff Corwin, I mean, uh, he was buried in the basement because he died after the trials about four years after. People think it was because he was cursed. And his family thought he was going to get fucked with because people didn't really like him for killing all those innocent people. So he got buried in his basement in this house. Then he got removed and and uh, and, and uh, reburied. 
So the house was torn down or burnt down. I forget what now, but it was rebuilt as the Josh Ward house. It was a sea captain. Now he haunts the house, but also George Washington stayed there. They have the George Washington room. And I guess he stayed in that room. And that's a bucket list of mine. That's right by Dunkin' Donuts down there. Gold lettered Dunkin' Donuts. I can see it in my brain. That's about, uh, I'd say about 30 feet from the Bewitch statue. The Rebecca, I mean, I'm sorry, the Montgomery, um, Elizabeth Montgomery statue who played Bewitched. She was also third cousin to Lizzie Borden, fun fact. So, yeah, that's all great. Hawthorne Hotel is great. This was with us on Bridget, Bridget uh, Bishop's Apple Orchard, but uh, Hawthorne Hotel was great. The Bewitched crew shot some episodes and stayed there. Me and Heather got to go in there and go on the elevator last year. That was great. There's the USS Constitution. Uh, friendship, I mean. I'm sorry. Thank you, Heather. The, that's at Pickering Wharf in Salem, right off Derby Street. Heather just shared a picture of that. At the end of Pickering Wharf is the um, is the Derby Street Lighthouse, the Derby Lighthouse, where Adam Sandler shot uh, Hubie Halloween there, a little funny horror movie uh, comedy thing. Uh, but it's also the lighthouse has been there forever, and that's the port where... where uh, Pirates would come in. There's supposed to be this, this, there's like fucking uh, tunnels that go underneath the port to the bars and shit where people would go and kidnap drunken people and bring them on board to be their pirate slaves, which is crazy. Then you got, um, you got the bunghole, which I know is funny. Get your beavers and butthead laugh out. The bung, a bunghole is, is the part of a brown wooden keg, like the spigot part where you drain the keg, but it's called the bunghole liquor. And you can, <laughs> bunghole liquor. That's right. And, um, there's actually two of them, but the one, the, the main one in Salem uh, off Derby Street used to be a funeral home and a speakeasy. In the basement next to the embalming floor, they had a speakeasy during Prohibition. That supposedly is haunted, too. There's not a lot in Salem you can look at that's not haunted. The land itself is pretty wild, but there's so many cool shops. I know it's cliche, but if you want sage, if you want healing rocks, if you want some incense, if you want a cool shirt. I got a shirt that says I got stoned in Salem because, you know, like stone, like killed stone, but stone like weed. There's so much stuff. There's, there's definitely stuff in there for for the uh, the adventure seeker, the weekend warrior, the person that likes the, the gimmick stuff, magnets and all that good stuff. But at the same time, for people like us that, that love the history and ghosts and stuff and respect it, there's so much cool shit. And there's awesome food. There's a there's a, a UFO pizza place where me and Heather like to go, and it's like a UFO-themed pizza joint. I'm sure Fred goes there. I mean, there's uh, the witching books and witching coffee shops and candy. They had a Harry Potter place. They had Harry Potter candies. And they had, you know, people walk around the streets just as Jason Voorhees carrying fake dead bodies around and shit. I go there in my Mike Myers mask. People take pictures with me. Really cool. Heather just shared a picture of the bunghole. That used to be a funeral home. I went in there once against some alcohol just to talk about it. And uh, yeah, great job. Heather's so awesome with pictures and info and chat. Always great job. Can't wait for her to get back uh, to her show. And back doing what she does best, being witching. Um, but yeah, Salem is definitely me and Heather's favorite. Of course, you got the houses that are historical. They were using the show Hocus Pocus, the movie. Me and Heather have been to the old house used in Lords of Salem, the Rob Zombie movie about uh, the witches in Salem, Massachusetts. The house that his wife walked out of. So we've been to that house. And uh, yeah, it's pretty wild, man. Salem's got a lot of good shit. You really can't. I mean, every time we go, we see something new. We still haven't gone to the Pirate Museum. <laughs> in the, the 900 times between me and Heather both going there in our lives, you know. Um, yeah, Historically Haunted Paranormal. Thanks, King. I'm going to give a couple of shout outs. We got a couple of minutes left. Thank you guys for listening. I hope I didn't bomb. Um, you know, it, I didn't. I knew I was going alone and I thought I could wing it. I probably should have wrote some shit down, but. 
whatever. I don't care. It was a fun show. Thank you, guys. Ken Bull, thank you for your great questions. Terry York, you were quiet, but thank you. I know you're listening. Um, of course, Heaven Witcher, thank you so much. George Cannon, you're the best. Mike Davis, you're the best, too. UFO, UFO Fred, Fred Richards, you're the man. You did great, my brother. Thank you, King. I appreciate that. Ross Rapazzo, uh, Heather Witch and Caminiti, awesome. And anybody that's not in chat that's listening throughout the week, you know, tune in. We're going to have some great guests. I got some good guests lined up the next couple of weeks. I had someone bail on me, so and I just kind of wanted to go alone. I figured I wanted some stuff to talk about. But um, which an uh, awesome show. It's all about enjoying life, being happy, spreading the love and knowledge. That's right. Beautiful. That's right. Thank you so much. We get to watch Sasha Banks and Naomi covered in glitter. Pieces. Do some wrestling on TV. You know, awesome show, Steve. Yeah, great show, everybody. Um, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, and there's Queen Zelina and Carmella. So, yeah, uh, Adam the Historian Ghost Hunter on YouTube. Historically Haunted on YouTube. Witch and Life Guide on YouTube. Witch and Life Guide show Paranormal King. Historically Haunted Show, Paranormal King, Historically Haunted Vodcast, that's just on Facebook, and Historically Haunted Paranormal, I got a book in the works. Uh, there you go, Terry, what's up? Thank you so much. Um, here comes Liv Morgan. So yeah, I appreciate you guys. appreciate you. Thank you for keeping up with my journeys. Thank you for letting me blab for an hour. I feel like this could have been way better. I just wasn't really, I kind of woke up from a nap to like an hour ago, honestly, so that probably didn't help. But um, anyway, yeah, this is Adam Began, the historian ghost hunter. And uh, thank you for listening to the Historically Haunted Show on the Paranormal King Radio Network. Every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, barring holiday weeks, we're going to be off the week of Easter. Good Friday, I'll be off. And um, yeah, we're going to have some great guests. Like I said, we have everybody from Tony Spera to uh, UFO Fred on and Jimmy Potato. So all the good people. And um yeah, I think next time I'll grab your friend. I kind of well, I kind of want to go on my own. I think a lot of people do their own shows, and I do, but I think it's better when someone's asking me questions. It's hard to kind of just talk about myself without feeling like a pompous jerk because I love what I do, but I don't want to be arrogant or cocky just because I go to these cool places. So when someone's asking me, it's cool, but when I'm talking to myself, it's eh, so I appreciate that. But thank you guys very much. Uh, have a good night. Thanks for listening. Be safe. God bless, and learn something. Go learn some history. Take care. Hello, this is Adam Began, and I'm the host of Historically Haunted Show, where I talk about some very rare historical and haunted locations that I visited. I also interview some of the very best in the paranormal and cryptozoology field. So tune in every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Paranormal King Radio Network and prepare to be educated about the unknown. <laughs>